episode of the podcast. Yeah, this is, I had to bring my mic over. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I thought um, I was going crazy because I couldn't hear you for like five minutes. And No, it's, it's just my dumbass. I just had my mic over to the side. It was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot how to do a podcast. But anyway, hello to all you beautiful, unique beings. Uh, this is Monday, January 29th, uh, <laughs> and Tuesday, January 30th. Uh, for those that are listening to the podcast uh, the next day on whatever DSP you're listening to. But we're here to talk sports, and we'll do so every Tuesday, except for last Tuesday, apparently. Uh, <laughs> we'll do so every Tuesday uh, going forward. We're just we're going to absolutely show love to everybody that's watching on YouTube, which the numbers are extremely low. So I'm going to need you guys to run the numbers up for us. We would greatly appreciate that so we can continue to do more live stuff and give you more live content. Uh, so with that being said, uh, Sam, this, this weekend was uh, championship weekend. Uh, the games were, well, I'll, I'll spare you right now for what my emotions were from watching those games, and we'll get into it when we get to that point. But uh, good football, depending on what side you were rooting for. Uh, of course, there was Taylor Swift sightings. Thank you, Ravens, for screwing that up because I didn't want to see her anymore for the rest of the year. But here we are. Uh, but let's just get into this uh, now to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East, the brains of the group. The number cruncher. He is the advisor. Sam, what's up? What's up, my friends? Go to our YouTube page and hit subscribe. And we can get more subscribers, which is good for us. So that's my uh, my uh, advertising for the day. You're supposed to smash, smash the like button. You're supposed to yeah. hit subscribe. Yeah. To all of that. Um, and then run the numbers up. And I'm just here, the other half of the team, so I won't get fine. I'm Brandon. Uh, and this is Chasing Points, episode 121. Uh, Sam, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, how was your week since we weren't here last week? How's how's your hair? How's your eyes? How's your wow. nails? How's everything? I'm good, man. Everything is, is fine and dandy. Uh, you know, could be a little warmer here in the Northeast, but what are you going to do? Let's january so i mean it could yeah. also be colder it could also be colder that's too, so. that's true that's true how about you how you doing how you feeling what's up well i'm great now that uh you know i fought off COVID for the second time in my life um that was rough it was really really rough last week uh it's i didn't wasn't able to go outside at all um this past weekend well i should say this weekend that just passed i was able to go outside but the weekend prior to i was stuck in the house like literally could not move at all i was able to watch the games in my bed and do all that stuff but it was not well, great it's yeah. not great um but all in all i'm here uh for those that were hoping that i wasn't uh you suck <laughs> and i'm still here and it is what it is uh but let's get right into this because it was championship week as i mentioned earlier we had some very very interesting matchups uh for the nfc we had the niners and the lions for the afc we had the chiefs and we had the ravens so our picks, uh, Sam and I both chose the Ravens. We Oops. were both wrong. And then Sam chose the Niners and I chose the Lions. And the Lions were looking like they were going to prove me right. And they didn't. So let's just jump in right there. With Sam, the go ahead. I do want to say I had money on the Chiefs, though. So I mean, I, you're, I you're not wrong for doing that because... Right. Patty Mahomes, as I've said on this podcast on many occasions at this point, 
it's the Brady effect, but now it's the Mahomes effect. It's, yeah, if you're betting force. against him, you're you're just pretty much dumb at this point uh, until until Travis decides to retire, which is something that's possibly looming. Um, we'll see if that actually happens because he's hinted to it uh, a bunch of times, like his brother. So, uh, so the Niners win thirty-four to thirty-one against the Lions. It was in the beginning of the game. The Lions came out first drive. Jameer the Flash Gibbs, roll tide, was Man, absolutely good. a blur out there. Uh, he he later showed uh, his rookie side uh, in fumbling the ball later on in the game. Um, but I, I the Lions came out hot, and they said, you know what. <laughs> We're here to stop a mud hole in your ass, and we're going to show you that you don't deserve to be here. And that first half was completely dominated by the Lions. Now, my biggest takeaway in the first half, Sam, and I'd probably say the part that irritated me the most, was Dan Campbell, you go for it all year long. That's, that's his DNA. Yeah, that is. He, he, literally play, he plays the percentages, and even if it's not, he's still going to go for it anyway. We saw it. In the Cowboys game earlier this year, we saw it in, in numerous occasions, but the Cowboys game is is the most notorious one, right? They were on the two-yard line, I believe, on fourth down. And before the quarter was about to end, two or I'll, let's just say five-yard line, whatever. I, I'd say, I think it was like two or three. And they, they decided, were inside the five, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so they much. decided to kick a field goal to get put points on the board, which some would say, do that. Or the option that I would have went with is, hey, we're up and we're here to show you that we're trying to take this, not play safe. I would have tried to run the ball in because at that point in time, the Niners weren't stopping the run game. No, the momentum. Momentum's a thing. I don't care what analytics. And I like analytics. I'm not one of these like old heads that are like, you know, it's ruining the game. That's why you're the advisor and the number cruncher. Right. But that said, momentum, like the stack guys don't think momentum is a thing and they're crazy because it totally is. And I said to my friend at one point, I was like, this, this shouldn't be happening right now to this Niners team. And you're right. They could have just run it up the gut and they, they've been running all over this team all half and they didn't, they, they didn't from there. But, uh, you know, that I wish I could say that was the only reason that they lost but definitely momentum did swing i I feel that was a turning point yeah i I also feel that uh even though i hate the niners um just because of the franchise and totality and the history of them i i I enjoy the niners but their fans and some of the players on the team absolutely make me hate this version of the niners um but i have to give credit where credit's due and they absolutely made adjustments at halftime and one of the major adjustments is one of the people that I dislike the most is Debo Samuel. And they made sure that they got him the ball. You're not a Debo guy? It's because of all absolutely the evil not. stuff. Yeah. I'm absolutely not a Debo guy anymore. I used to rock with Debo from Clemson. I know. Like, you used to, yeah. Uh-huh. And Debo just runs his mouth way too much for me. So that's fine. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. Um, as, as an Eagles fan, are there any teams that you do like aside from yeah. your, your team? The Lions, who that's fair. ruined that. I do like the Chiefs when they're not playing the Eagles. 
because I, I mess with Patty and I mess with Kelsey. And obviously, I love Andy. So there's always love there. That's fair. Uh, OK. Who else? I mean, I, I love a lot of other players, other teams. I, I mean, I, I love the Bengals, too. I, I do enjoy the Bengals and I enjoy the Steelers as well, too, because they're just the Steelers. That's that's really fair. it. OK. Yeah, really so yeah, I'm more so of a, a player guy. Like I like a lot of players in the league, right. so not more really teams. But um, yeah, they made, that, they, they made they made huge adjustments. Yeah, they totally did. And uh, yeah, they. I was really concerned, and I was explaining to I was with uh, my best friend, and he's not a, like he likes sports, but he's not, you know, in understanding like game situations and what what's going on and what needs to be done at at certain points of the game right so i was explaining to him like they you know time there's still a lot of time even though it doesn't seem like it but here's what you need to do and they the they made those adjustments they did it they couldn't stop the run uh the lines and they just looked completely like a team that a young team that just didn't make adjustments and it was just going a little bit too fast for him in the second half. And they just uh, choked. It's, yeah. it's really what it is. They 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 had a a Falcons moment. Sorry, Falcons fans. Um which is ironic because Kyle Shanahan was on the receiving the other end of that now. So it yeah. was interesting. But yeah. Yeah, I, I guess just, you could relate it to that, right? I, I because you're up and 17. you're absolutely up by 17, you're Increasing lead again. If you you go for it and score that touchdown, obviously we can't play the game of what ifs because we have no idea what would have happened. Uh, but they just literally coughed it up in more ways than one. Um, one person I won't blame on the Lions is Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah I won't he... blame him at all. Jared Goff absolutely played out of his mind in the playoffs. The latter half of the year, he played out of his mind. There's nothing in the game that I would say that Jared Goff needed to do better. It, I don't. I don't believe it was him. Um, but I, I, what I do believe, which is also adjustment that the Niners made, is they took uh, Amaran St. Brown out of the second half. Yeah, he was killing them, carving them up the middle, uh, doing everything they had to do, and then he was forced to pass the ball to Reynolds, who made, who had uh, Gator arms. And and dropped two clear first downs. It would have moved the sticks and given them that momentum or pushed them forward. And it absolutely did not happen. They silenced McCaffrey essentially in the first half. He scored in the first half, but he, he was not. The Lions outrushed him. Like every, every player that was rushing on Lions had more rushing yards than McCaffrey. And in the second half, McCaffrey ran, ran free. But I think another part that I, I, I really want to highlight here is Brock Purdy, because he used his legs when he needed to, and it absolutely helped that Niners offense immensely. When he was able to get out of the pocket and scramble, there was a few scrambles. I think it was three, to be specific, that he had in that game that were huge for the Niners, uh, and it absolutely helped. So uh, for people that say that he's a game manager, uh, at this point, I know what Cam says, and I'm still with him in totality. Uh, but in that game, and in the last game too, Brock Purdy has stepped up and shown something completely different 
that I've seen from him. These so. these first halves for these Niners teams in the last two games, um, last week against the Packers too, were definitely definitely slow, and they got into trouble. And if they didn't adjust and play better and started with Purdy, then yeah, they wouldn't be at this point now, yeah. right? Of course, but in the second half, his passer rating went up a hundred points, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and he had. 49 rushing yards. He only ha- he had negative one in the first half. I'm sure that got screwed up with the kneel downs at the end, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 174 passing yards in the second half, and he only missed three three throws. But, yeah, it was – uh, I like Brock Purdy. I, you know, I, I like pretty much any quarterback in this system, but I, I don't necessarily think he's uh, – you know, there's a little bit of this is Kyle Shanahan in here, and yeah, there's not a, a world beater. Yeah. Like, there's mm-hmm. talent here. I know mm-hmm. Alex Smith uh, said, as the unofficial president of the gay manager club, fan club, he's not allowed in. And I think a lot of people took that, you know, as not what he meant, as in he's too good to yeah, be in the gay, gay manager yeah. Yeah. club. And I, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he totally stepped it up. They made they dared him to run, which is not something he does, you know, uh, often. And he, you know, he looked good. You know, one thing I was concerned about with mounting a comeback was is he struggles with like the deep, deep ball, and and it helps that Debo, CMC, Ayuk are so good after the catch that you know you can run, you can throw the ball five yards and. These guys are are such good playmakers that they're gonna turn in some yards. But he, five all pros, yeah, on offense, he, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna turn it into uh, some big gains there. I mean that that uh, catch, that first catch that you had where he bounced it off the uh, defender there and caught it like that. That was huge, like a, a nice throw and uh, right where it needed to be. Yeah, so it was it was an impressive showing, and the team definitely woke up. Uh, I. I still think I won't say it's a complete collapse on the lines end. I know it, it looked really bad, but I at least admire that Dan Campbell like uh, stayed true to like what he has done for the last three years. And this team doesn't necessarily is not afraid in that regard. I'm um, not afraid. And you know, to golf to to the Reynolds part he dropped two huge balls he's been catch he's been catching passes from jared golf for what like six years now between his time in la and and now so it's you know um not what you want for sure but they they took amon ra out of the game i mean laporta still had a big game but you know they they just didn't make the adjustments especially on the defensive end in the second half and you know when you have a talented team like San Francisco and a talented play caller like Shanahan, uh, you're, you're going to get burned. Well, I mean, it's easy when you see what happened the week prior to with Cam Sutton is he was absolutely, again, he was going against a future Hall of Famer in Mike Evans, which is a hard ask for anybody. But Cam Sutton absolutely got exposed there and he got exposed again. And it's he's been one of the weaker points of that defense but also a bigger issue, which I text, <laughs> I text Dame while this was happening. Uh, tackling 
or lack thereof is a major issue, especially for the Lions. In in totality throughout the league, I've watched oh, defenders throughout the whole year, and I I'm sure. I'm sure it has to do with the teaching of like, if I'm going to be, this is going to be the serious side and then I'm going to give you the funny side. The serious side is it's, it's clearly technique is not being taught properly and not understanding what you're supposed to do when it comes to tackling. Uh, But also trying to understand these young men are flying full speed ahead and they're trying to also not target right they because that hitbox changes depending on the level of the offensive player when they move and adjust right um the funny side of me says is uh i think these guys just like legs because they just continuously try to do leg tackles as if it's a good idea um what would make you think it's a good idea to tackle a person that has legs the size of like mm, saquon barkley and think it's gonna work it's not going to work that's literally what they do if you look at Chris, christian mccaffrey's legs bro stop going there midsection is where you're supposed to be from I, from collarbone down to the lower end of stomach that's where you're supposed to be hitting that's where you're supposed to be hitting do you think it's it's a? I mean, I agree with you, and it's something we've talked definitely talked about throughout the season. It's just you know, tackling is an issue, and there's been so many rule changes. Do you think it's because of you know? There's clearly a, a difference between like you know going after head hunting, right? Like yeah. whatever they call that. I, I'm drawing a blank here, but uh, between that targeting targeting you're right thanks so do you think like just the the amount of of oversight that's on that has led to you know led to poor tackling yeah or technique yeah and, I mean, and, how many you know, times have not you watched... going after quarterbacks legs and head hunting and all that other stuff like it's prime example is the quarterback on on the next game that we'll be talking about patrick mahomes how many times have you seen safeties fly down into the box, have a free shot at Mahomes, and essentially run right past him. Right? Yeah, it's, 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 he, it's, he nailed it's not, him, but, it's yeah. not that he's he's he is shifty in his own right, right? But these guys are way too talented to be missing somebody and not even touching them at all. Yeah, like, they're that's, more that's, just shook that they're gonna get a pi or exactly because or you a, hit, a, if you hit a guy a, if, now yeah. if you hit a quarterback too hard it's roughing the passer roughing or, the passer. Yep. or it, it, it's it's ridiculous which is why i keep saying it will be playing flag football soon um so it, it is what it is it's it sucks i i do think it's a combination of the rules and, and learning where they have to hit there's also obviously combinations of certain tackles that have to happen and also technique being taught I think I think depending you you watch a you watch a Ravens team outside of the, outside of this game of all games all you watch the Ravens all year and you wouldn't even think you wouldn't you know that they're taught how to tackle on that team you watch them all year long and then obviously this game not so much um, before we get to that game is there anything else you want to say about this particular game uh, I, I, I wait yeah. well I did want to say. I did. I did enjoy seeing Eminem there and flipping off the uh, Niners fans. That was very, very greatly appreciated. I love that. Um, I did. I did. All in all, excuse me. All in all, for me, my biggest takeaway is that the Lions have 
a huge ceiling. And from knee biting to here, this team has their coach. Yep. This team has their quarterback. This team has their offense. Defense, I, I do absolutely believe they need to shore up the defense. And I like their defensive co- uh, coordinator. I forgot his name. Um, is that Aaron Glenn? Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Is it Aaron Glenn? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I very much so know they need to shore that side up. But all in all, the Lions are going to be a really good team. And I, I, I want to give a shout out to Lions fans. I know they were very, very upset and heartbroken. But if I'm a Lions fan or I'm just somebody that's not a Lions fan, but I've just been watching from a distance and and bigging up what they do. Lions fans, there is no need for you to hang your head. You guys haven't been anywhere near this point in so long. And now you finally have a team to cheer for, uh, to rally behind, and that I believe will be around an NFC in the top, top three to four for the next few years. So hold on to that. Yeah, I I think I mean I already said it. I mean, and you said it at the top too. This is how their head coach plays football. They lived yep. and died yep. by it. They probably won some extra games throughout the year because of it. And I hope he continues to stay true to it. I mean, you had I mean we we make fun of it's interesting because we made fun of Brandon Staley for years for the same kind of thing. Except who who's that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, I guess I hear he's going back to L.A. Maybe. <laughs> to be the uh, what what LA the Rams to be the DC oh okay well yeah. that makes that makes sense yeah not the other LA um, I also heard rumors he's potentially uh willing to come to Philly to work under Vic again Vic Fangio so okay well that's something have fun with that I you uh, know I don't want that so <laughs> you know like when it works it works great we talk yep. about it a lot I mean there was speaking of Brandon Staley like that game against the Raiders where uh, they had the interim coach after they, after Gruden got fired. Uh, what's his name? Rich something, whatever. Uh, you know, you go for it on like this fourth down. It didn't work. You don't make the playoffs. Like literally the last game of the year. And it kind of changed and, and made him a little like gun, gun shy, right? A little, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of changed. You could see he's thinking way too much about things. That's a that's been the knack the on him for since that happened, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that doesn't change Dan Campbell too much there or the team. I don't think it will. Uh, but why I picked the Niners and I was really confident of the two games, I was the most confident the Niners were going to win was because we and we've talked about it all year. We've seen this Lions team kind of fall apart, lose games that they shouldn't lose. And and lose after like having leads or just not showing up, and we see it happen way way too many times. Despite the team still winning, you know, eleven or twelve games, yeah, still had a hell of a year. And again, you're kind of playing with house money. I I know Lions fans hate to say it, like hear that because it's you know you were so close and you've had such a run, and it kind of seemed like America is behind you, right? Like. Everyone wants the Lions to do well here, but you're right. They have a really high ceiling and, you know, the floor is what it is. And hopefully they continue to, you know, to build on that. But yeah, they should really be proud of 
of how they played and you know throughout the year and um you know they definitely have a young team that uh, playing you know we're just talking about all these rules or lack thereof and how hard it is to play defense it's, playing cornerbacks got to be the hardest position to play in sports yeah. if not top yeah. three especially if you're left on a highland yeah absolutely yeah. i don't know how you do it it makes you appreciate you know the the true standouts at the position because you know it, it is geared towards the quarterback and the receivers no doubt that's for sure uh speaking of quarterbacks we had two great quarterbacks in this matchup uh chiefs and ravens chiefs win 17 to the ravens 10 which should have absolutely been like the ravens 24 uh it's 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 uh it was so saddening, Sam, watching that game. At the same time, it's eerily similar to watching, as I mentioned earlier, the Brady era. We're watching a guy that could arguably be the greatest quarterback in the history of football when time is done. And already he's he's starting to slowly creep up on Tom. If he gets a ring here, which I pray in this situation he gets a ring. Um, we'll we'll get to that when we get to our Super Bowl preview, which is obviously not here. Uh, we have a weekend between, which the Pro Bowl, which I won't be watching, and a whole other thing in itself. Um, but man, the Ravens, I, I just really hate that people are running with the narrative of Lamar when he gets into these moments, he can't do it. Well, first off, this is the first time Lamar has been in the championship game. That's number one. And he's going against Patrick Mahomes, who has been in this game for the last six years straight, if I remember correctly. I think it's six. Yeah, Six years straight. Yeah. This is the first year that they were on the road. He played the last two games on the road, not at Arrowhead. And Patrick Mahomes was absolutely a tyrant. I just want to make that very, very clear. Let's start... Prior to the game. I don't know if you peeped what happened. You sent it to me. Yeah. Well, he's out here messing with the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker, who is warming up and Mahomes is warming up right next to him and kicks <laughs> kicks the the contraption to set up the field goal. Because try the field goal triangle, kicks it several times, is talking to him. Tucker puts it back down. He turns around to go and set up Mahomes throws it out the way and goes back. And you can see Tucker is like, okay, dude, like you're, you're really doing this. And, and I, I'm going to tell you right now, I loved every second of it. I did. I loved every second of it because he knows that any competitive advantage I can get to get you off your game. Cause I know you're the greatest kicker of all time. I'm going to do it. And he did it. It's not like Tucker had, had any clutch point at any point in time to have to worry about it but still i loved every second of it i i understand the that what you're trying to say there i think of you know despite being the greatest kicker of all time like i don't think it would have done anything no well i mean i don't know i don't i just I just think he is just like I think if the same thing happened, vice versa, it probably wouldn't have. You, you, you never know. 
you never know what it's going to do to you, which is why, because everybody has a routine, Sam. Yeah, no, I understand that. And, and you're, you off, play, you're off your game and it's, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the next, you're out of sync. I, I get, it. I, I understand. I totally You're going to do whatever you can to do whatever you can to get somebody off their shit, no matter what. And I, it, people have tried it with certain people. It doesn't work with certain people. It just, it, it adds fuel to the fire. You're poking the bear, right? Some people, it will. But I, I agree with you, and, and I don't really think it would have done anything to him. Um, but who knows? Who knows? I, we'll, we'll never know now, honestly. When it, you're right. And when it comes to this game, I, I felt the same way with the, the other game. is Even when it, the Niners tied it up, it didn't feel like, again, because of momentum, it didn't feel like it was even a close game no. in my head. Maybe because no. I just you saw this team unravel and you saw the Niners taking advantage of it and see him and the, the way like CMC just run again, the zone running scheme is I've talked about it till my, like, like Tom blue in the face. It's so freaking good. And you already have the, one of the best running backs in the league already. So it's, it, you, you can make guys like Isaiah Mitchell and, uh, you know, Jordan Mason look like, you know, pretty good running backs. Not, you know, we, we don't know because we haven't seen him outside of San Francisco. But then you add, oh, yeah, best running back in the league, maybe up there, you know, conversation, whatever. Uh, and it just it didn't even seem close. And it kind of felt this way, especially like, all right, the Chiefs score quickly to begin the game. And then it's kind of going back and forth. But then it seems like the Ravens just abandoned the run completely aside yeah. from Lamar, Lamar didn't even run and he they weren't even, they weren't scheduled r- runs either it was okay my second read is covered I, I gotta do something here yeah. I can't hold on to the ball and it you know it's it's a it's a shame there I mean some some crazy some crazy plays going on and whatnot but it just you know they they ran the ball I think it was like three times in the second half or something crazy like that. And uh, Gus Edwards only had a couple rushes total, like three. Yeah. Three for 20. Like, so as much as we like praise Todd Monken for kind of taking the next step in this offense and being the first year OC for this team, at least and evolving what Greg Roman has done for so long, like it, they just kind of threw it out the window. And I know like they were trailing and I, I can't even, I, I'm not even going to bring Todd into this. Sam. Let's, 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 let's stop right there for a second. It's because they dove for which is a cardinal sin dove for a touchdown and got it punched out by Snead. Right. Then he, what does he do? He goes to the bench and slams his hand against the bench and cuts his hand open. Well, I'm not going to kill him for diving into the end zone it, but the, I, yeah I'm telling, I'm telling you right now hand. that is literally a cardinal sin to dive in an end zone because of the rule of the touchback everybody knows it and it happened now i'm am i yes to your point am i going to blame him for trying to put the effort in of doing that no but it doesn't really turn out well in that situation and in such a clutch situation like he could have he is strong enough to run through that and I understand what he was trying to do. And in heat of moment, you're not thinking of the ball getting punched out. You're not. No. You're just not. No. 
So I, I understand. It from I don't even think he saw Snead. Well, from that's also he, from that's also a problem too. too. That that's an, that's an issue. And they, his rookie, I guarantee he won't do that again unless he knows that he's no. he's good, right? So there's I, there's yeah. that. Um, Odell, I don't know where he was. And when yeah. Odell came and consoled Lamar at the end, I told Dame this too. I was watching the video of Lamar come over. Excuse me, Odell come over, and he he was he was hugging Zay earlier and consoling him. And then he came over and consoled Lamar and put his arms around him. If I'm Lamar and Odell's in my ear, I'm saying, bro, get your hands off me because your ass didn't get open for me at all. There was no separation for you. Get away from me. I'm going to need you to separate from me before I separate these eyes from your face. Is what I would have said. Something like that. Uh, it's, it, yeah. it, it's, it's also the coach on the other end spags is known to take and dismantle your team and he's done it over and over and over and over again this team this defense under spags the whole entire year has not wavered sam they have literally played phenomenal all year long yes they've obviously lost games and so on and so forth but it's they've been the true focal point of this team this year they've been the part that's carried this team, even when the offense being down. And what's so crazy about this, Sam, is we talked on this podcast, everywhere on media talked about how Mahomes in this offense was, this is one of the worst offensive cores, wide receiving cores. They should have traded, done this, done that, blah, blah, blah. And this is a down year for Mahomes. And yet this dude is still going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the throws that he made to Kelsey over the middle, throwing across his body, throwing the lobs up. Uh, just, yeah, just think of where we were uh, uh, two months ago, a month ago. Yeah, in this Chiefs team, and yeah. you know, just like ah, uh, you're never gonna count Mahomes out, but this doesn't look great. And despite the efforts of the defense, I you you mentioned the the Patriots comparison, and I swear to you, I had this conversation with a friend like two weeks ago where it was like. Mahomes, this Chiefs team reminds me of those the Patriot teams like in between the dynasty, right? Like the the twenty ten early twenty tens team, where where it was wasn't like a world beater on the end, like no Randy yeah. Moss, like you don't have a crazy running game. The defense is always solid, and you can never count Tom Brady out. And like that's what this I know the comparisons to that team those teams now are going crazy and rightfully so, but you you've you have an experienced team that have been here before. Patrick Mahomes has lost what three playoff games in his career? And he what six uh AFC championship games? That means and one loss was in a Super Bowl, so the other two were losing championship game. Like yeah. that is that is as close to like a dynasty that you're you're going to get. Like it's it, a dynasty already. It is. Oh no, it totally is. I don't if it's not, I don't know what you're comparing mm-hmm. it to. I mean the, the bar has to be really high, but it is, and he and, is he is the greatest <clears throat> quarterback we have seen talent wise ever to this point already. He's gonna get he's gonna get more rings. We're already seeing this. And I, I'm already saying it right now. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. It's just gonna happen. And you know it's it's interesting. You've now you're at two Super Bowls without Tyreek, who 
we do not are uh we do not question his talent and his impact on a team. And even though it's been ugly, they got there. <clears throat> They've now at another Super Bowl, or they're at a Super Bowl without the enemy. Where a lot of that question was, well, how much of it is the enemy? What is, you yep. know? And again, I know you'll agree with me. We still think Eric Bieniemy is a hell of a coordinator and should be a coach somewhere soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well overdue. And now you have the. I know he didn't have a huge game, but eight for forty six. You have Rasheed Rice. Like now is the number, you know, number one wideout on this team, no question. And and it, yeah, it looked like a month ago, Kelsey was not as a shell of himself. He was laboring. He's not looking, you know, he's dropping a lot of passes all year. He's not looking healthy. And he just, he was, he showed why he is now the, has the most receptions in postseason history because he's the greatest tight end that we've ever seen. Yeah. It's crazy that they have two of the greatest positions ever offensively on one team. We have the greatest tight end in Kelsey and you have the greatest quarterback in Mahomes. And they have the greatest marketing scheme uh, with Taylor Swift. Um, thank you, Ravens, for allowing us to continue to see Taylor. You know what pissed me off at the end of that game is they had a dedicated camera to Taylor walking off the field. Sam, I don't know. I did, saw that. did you watch it? I, yeah, because we were we were at a bar. At, okay, so all of the girls are either all the girls at this bar were in a sports bar in northern New Jersey, and. All the girls are either wearing chief stuffs or or red and cheering when the chiefs are doing things. Oh, and then all of the guys in the bar cheering for the Ravens. Yes. Because everybody, everybody we wants it over. Next, yeah. We were sitting next to Raven, a Raven fan, and he was like, Oh, Odell's on this team? I've totally forgot. Like when that that goal line play that didn't yeah. pass that didn't didn't happen. And and every time they showed Taylor or the Chiefs did something, all the girls are going, it was really funny. It's, but uh, so you know, yeah, the, and and you mentioned Lamar and the. I I really hope that as a sports media conglomerate, we're past the Lamar thing. I at least sports fans are past the Lamar thing. I, I no, the knack not. on Lamar no, for a year, in my head, the knack on Lamar yeah. is he's not healthy in the postseason. How many years have we need, had to see Tyler Huntley and or someone else take this team into the postseason? Yeah, this is the first time he was <clears throat> completely healthy. Yep. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great game, but I don't really question Lamar Jackson. He's going to win his second MVP. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I'm not worried about the future of this Ravens team. Certainly, even, not. even though even though there's tryhards out here, they're going to say McCaffrey should be it. <laughs> no, no, he shouldn't. No, it's, it's okay, whatever. Um, let's let's close this out with uh something very very fun, and by fun I mean coach additions. So I'm just going to run down all the new coach changes slash additions, and uh, when we get to the end, I want to see what Sam thinks in about any of them. So first. Chargers hire Jim Harbaugh from Michigan, also I've former 90s Niners uh, head 90s. coach. Um, the Raiders hire Antonio Pierce, who was the interim head coach, which I absolutely love, which we'll get to that. Uh, Rams hire uh, Ryan Morris as their head coach, replacing Atlanta Arthur Atlanta, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, bye-bye, Arthur. Uh, Panthers hire Bucks OC Dave Kennels. Is that how you say his last name? 
I thought it was Canales. Canales. Canales I, I could be wrong. I said it wrong. It's Canales. Um, as their head coach, uh, Titans replace Mike Vrabel I've with the Bengals. <laughs> Sam Hush with Bengals OC uh, Brian Callahan, and then Eagles replace both coordinators uh, two years in a row <laughs> um, with Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator and Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. Uh, and there's still coach vacancies remain, which is for the commanders and for the Seahawks. And Bill Belichick is still out there floating somewhere, which I have a feeling he won't get hired this year. Uh, Sam, Sam, which one, not even do you care, which one uh, stands out to you? Well, I mean, clearly Harbaugh is the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. But, and we haven't talked about it. We probably should at some point. I, I kind of, I can make a case for liking all of these. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you comment on the Eagles thing. I think it's, I think it's a home run on on the on your team's part, and it just kind of shows that your boy uh, up in the up in the front office there knows what he's doing. Uh, I love that Antonio Pierce. I think that was inevitable. I love that Agreed. he is now Agreed. the guy in Vegas. There was no, uh, there's nobody else. It should have been. He's the <clears> child. No. He's it's his favorite team. That he won the locker room. They they all love him, especially after having the coaches that they had, McDaniel's and then Gruden before that, where it was just kind of like messy both ways. And now you have a locker room that everybody loves this guy. Just I love it. I love it. Uh, Raheem Morris, I didn't even know he was in contention for the Atlanta. I didn't South. either. That's, that's, that's I didn't great. Either. I'm and glad he got another really chance, good. right? Because he was who who was he the head coach for before? Oh, was he? he? Was he no, a head coach? Or he was D, he just was the DC coordinator. For, yeah, I think he was just the DC, but I know he's been floated around for a while. Yeah, and he beat out Bill Belichick, and Bill got a second interview. Like that's got to feel like that's got to feel great, you know? It, it does. It, it it. I'm not going to question Bill Belichick going to a, t- a team. I think you know any team would be wise to do it, but you know. It, certain thing personalities things need to happen and i'm sure that's more of what that conversation with atlanta was like for bill but you know what is the whole scope of the job what are you going to let me do i think a sneaky thing and i'm not going to lie i did not know who this guy was until he got hired but uh dave canales of the panthers hire him so here you know you have a guy you have an owner in tepper that's just (laughs) has fired or hired, you know, he's had six coaches in three years considering, or like six years considering all the interims, but he, this, this guy turned around Baker Mayfield. I forgot where he was before that. Only first year as an OC that that's kind of like, that's a little, uh, you know, hard to swallow. And is he ready to be a head coach? But, you know, he, I forgot where he was before he went to the Bucks. Oh no, he he helped turn around Geno in Seattle, and the guy who took over as GM for Carolina now was in Seattle. Hmm. So now the GM brings in a guy he likes. Yeah, he's familiar and, with. Yep. Yeah, and that's got to help both both parties here, especially when you have for sure kind of a loose cannon and and David Tepper, who hopefully I, has I learned. Know. Yeah, hopefully has learned his lesson there. Uh, and I like Brian Callahan. Did not put two and two together. That's Bill Callahan's kid. Oh. Uh, you know, the one-time head coach of the uh, Raiders and mm-hmm. offensive line guru. So uh, that'll be interesting there. 
and uh yeah i kind of like all i like all of these especially the the morse thing caught me off guard yeah um i'm just glad it's not arthur smith and we can draft kyle pitts and uh, Bijan robinson next year in fantasy i'm just really surprised that vrabel doesn't have a job yet i obviously know the commanders are looking at the uh who's the oc that they're looking at um for well, did they interview Bienemy, I'm sure. No, 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 no. No. They they want to retain Bienemy potentially uh and and keep him there, but the who where is this guy from? Oh, the it's the Panthers. I think I no, excuse me, the Niners. I think he's the he's something with the Niners cuz he's an they have a passing game coordinator and a run game coordinator and Yeah, and, it's 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 the I think it's the because Shanahan is obviously he oversees the the offense there, but I think it's the offensive coordinator for the Niners. I think that technically he's he's that, um, and he's the one that is is apparently going to be the head coach uh, for the Commanders. That's what the rumor is at this point. Um, but yeah, Vrabel is. I know is, they is, were looking at Ben Johnson too with the the Lions OC and. And the Ravens, DC, right? Mike McDonald. They were looking mm-hmm. at him too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So <clears> surprised <throat> with Vrabel. Uh, I kind of am surprised with Belichick, especially to your point of the Raheem Morris. I, I did not see that coming at all. Uh, but you know, here here we are, and uh, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not mad at it at all. I'm 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 happy for him. Let him do what he's got to do, and. Uh, yeah, I also didn't know Brian Greasy is the quarterback coach on the Niners. Yeah, that's he left ESPN to go to to be uh, the quarterback coach there. That's very very uh, yeah uh, interesting. Uh, the Cubics are they are they uh, they're the sons of the former head coach? Looks like it because there's two of them in there. Um, I'm anyway, sorry, Kubiak, could you say Kubiak? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Kubiak. Yeah, yeah, that's two scary Kubiak's kids. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, very interesting. Uh, I'll get to the Eagles. I've heard of them too. Sam, shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I am very, very happy with both hires. Uh, I I know the rumor is in and what's been talked about, especially because Drew Rosenhaus is obviously defending his guys in in Miami. Uh, but the rumor is that Vic uh, would not compromise. He didn't get along with with uh, certain players and, and they have pinpointed to this certain unit that he didn't get along with, which is the secondary, which is the DBs. It wasn't the line. It wasn't the linebackers. It was the DBs. So Jalen Ramsey didn't like where he was, how he's utilized, uh, which is why I think they went and got um, a guy from the Rams that is, is used to having him just roam around and do all this stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I, I also love. I think I love the Kellen Moore thing way more. And I know the thing that's being talked about a whole lot is them not Kellen Moore's offense not really running the ball because we saw what happened with Austin Eckler out in with the Chargers, and we know the Eagles have a great O line, even though it somehow some way imploded in the latter half of the season. Uh, I'm sure he'll scheme open runs, but I'm just really really excited for Devontae Smith and AJ Brown 
to have a crazy route tree that would be coming their way and actually put them in motion, being that Eagles were dead last in motion and the Chargers were sixth in motion uh, this year. Oh, I didn't know that. I know yes. Kellen Moore just he runs it. He does yep. play a lot of motion and it's just quick. Like the calls come out quick. You saw it in I didn't watch too much of the Chargers this year, only mm-hmm. you know, to see these awful games. But why would you? Were you Brandon Staley was there? Right, right. So that like, but in Dallas too, like, and that was one of the concerns I had with McCarthy was, all right, now we're slowing this game down again. Yep. Yep. But you know, again, Dak played well last year mm-hmm. or, or this year, all things considered. But still, I'm I'm excited for that. See, you know, uh, it didn't quite work with Justin Herbert. He was he was hurt pretty much a lot of that year. But I'm excited to see what uh, Jalen Hurts does in this offense and and what he what kellen takes from his past stops here to to help this team because even though you're losing kelsey here you still have that's not necessarily true yet well i mean the rest of the line no i'm saying it's not necessarily true that we're losing kelsey yet didn't he didn't he retire officially nope no he did not he did not he's uh he's been he said at the end of are in the locker room after last game that the rumor is that he said to the guys that he essentially wouldn't be coming back, but everything that he said in recent times, like he just said something literally the other day of basically saying that, uh, you know, next year talking about the team next year, but also at the same time said that he would love to be a part of the team in some capacity too. So we don't know if he's officially retiring or not, but it sounds like he's leaning towards playing another year. Um, I don't know. I would love, obviously, if he played another year. I mean, he's right. he's arguably one of the best centers in the <clears> league, <throat> if not the best center, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I just I'm excited for for Kellen Moore being there, especially for Jalen to get the ball out of his hands way quicker because holding on the ball way too long is not it, and also uh, allowing Jalen to get healthy is huge because he 100 was not himself this year. You you can see. From what he did last year running to this year, it it was not even uh comparable. So yeah. I I don't wanna <clears throat> I don't wanna put you on the spot here, but we have to ask because <clears throat> if anything, I'm more curious because of the kind of collapse that your team had and mm-hmm. your reaction to it. Now, clearly you are an Eagles fan, you are a proud Eagles fan, you didn't collapse, your team did. <laughs> um you know, so your thoughts there, because the last podcast we had, you you ripped the Cowboys going crazy. Oh, and yeah, I enjoyed again, that. Yeah, yeah, I know you did, and uh, people enjoyed hearing it. But then, you know, three hours later, your team just, the I, end of a, a collapse. Sam, here, so. the season was over for me once I saw what the Eagles did against the Niners. If I'm being truthful to you, no, 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 no. You can you can feel deflated, but you can't say your season's over. I mean, Sam, I Sam, who who knows? If I come to you and talk to you about your Jets and start telling you about the, your Jets, you're going to tell me about myself because you know your Jets. You've watched every game about them. You watch everything about them. You know your team inside and out. I know the Eagles inside and out, and I know when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I watched how they played. I watched how Bradbury played. I watched how that secondary played. We're getting Reed Blankenship getting burnt. Sit when Sidney Brown tore his ACL at MetLife. I saw what happened. I when the linebackers with Morrow, who was 
god awful, and I hope he's not on the team next year. I saw what happened. The, that D line, you know, that D line that's supposed to be one of the was supposed to be one of the best D lines and continue to do what they did last year. Yeah, non-existent. When you're dropping Hassan Reddick back into coverage, when you're dropping Sweat back into coverage, and not having these guys actually rush, which they're really good at doing, having the change from Sean Desai to Patricia, who I absolutely cannot stand. And I hated the idea that they hired him from the beginning. As soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, I'm good with what the outcome is going to be for the season because it just is what it is. They made no adjustments. They did nothing. They did nothing. Offensively, they made no adjustments. And how are we going to beat teams? We're going to just screen you to death. We're going to throw a screen every single time we have an opportunity. You can literally see the frustration in the player's face because they even knew what was coming. Over and yeah, over and over again, right? So I was screaming about Adam Gase for years. It's yeah, like, why? The players knew. Every, it, everything you need to know, Sam, and I know you know from that, that Adam Gase comment that you just said, all you have to do is watch the players. Yeah. If the players yeah. are disconnected, you know what time your team is on. So, of course, yes, when they went to go and play the Bucks, I was like, there's a potential chance. But I've literally said it. I wish I would have said it to you, and I wish I would have had an opportunity to say it here on the podcast so people could just hear me and flat out say what I really said to several people that actually asked me. And I'll show you even a text of somebody asked me before the game. And it was like, what are you going to do? What do you think the Eagles are going to do against the Bucks? And I said, lose. Because I, I've watched and know what this team is going to do. And I'm obviously, you know, I'm not happy that they lost after the way no, that they started, right? Yeah, yeah, In totality, yeah. they, they started off 10 and 1 had all that obviously i'm not happy with the what the verdict is of of having that they're the first team to start off 10 and 1 and not get uh i think it was a uh, 11 wins or 12, 12 wins i think it was 11 or 11 wins, right 12, 12 yeah, wins, right like so that's a major well, like yeah. it's the, the fact that nick sirianni the only reason nick sirianni kept his job is because the they won with the super bowl last year this yeah. is the only reason he kept his job period so do you you think the seat's already warm going into the oh, next year? Oh, 100%. 100%. Especially, yeah. I'm telling you right now, if Bill doesn't get hired, <laughs> if Bill doesn't get hired in this offseason, which I believe he's not going to be, do not forget where Jeffrey Lurie is Dude, from. No. Do not forget where Jeffrey Lurie, the team he wanted to buy, but was yeah, beat I to buying. I didn't even think, even with all of the Sirianni BS that has happened in the last couple weeks, I did not even think about Bill Belichick. That's that's really scary. Scary good. I'm telling you right now, do not be surprised if Bill does not get a team. Bill is looking for a team with a a quarterback that is a solid quarterback and that he can build up. They they don't. He he's looking for a a builder upper, which the Eagles could potentially be, and they have potential in so many spots. They just need to put together. So I'm telling you, if Sirianni doesn't do what they do, and I really wish people would stop complaining and talking about, oh, well, he's going to, if he's not overseeing the, uh, the offense, he's not overseeing the defense, the way he's going to do. There's plenty of coaches in the league that don't oversee either of those, and they just coach because that's all they need to do. Did, did Nick call plays? Did he take <laughs> it away from, from Sam? Whoever? Sam, we do not have enough time for what <laughs> happened when it came oh, to that. Bad. Okay, I got you. we do not. So, so Kellen's going to call plays. Yes, that is that was literally I, in the I press conference that, that yeah. Sirianni is not touching the offense, that he's relinquishing that he has. He's not going to have influence. Obviously, they're, they're going to talk about the game plan or whatever. But they said prior to the Kellen Moore, 
that whoever the coordinator is, that they are going to have full reign to do what they had to do, which says to me that he stopped Brian Johnson from doing, which was the rumor, stopped him from doing and calling plays the way that he wanted to call plays. So whatever. I'm just happy it's over. (laughs) Sometimes it just needs to be over. And we both said this about the Yankees last year, like, what it was just before it completely like before the wheels fell off and they finished and yeah whatever place it did it was like I just want the season to be over we're not going anywhere so I under, I understand your sentiment uh and it's yeah it sucks I think it's I think because the Cowboys are the Cowboys you kind of got off easy but not that you wouldn't welcome that criticism because it would invoke change and it oh, has I, listen i so, don't i'm not worried about what the eagles do because they make changes and they still progress and go further than the cowboys so i'm not yeah. worried about it at all I, when cowboys fans come at me and and i've i've seen particular friends of yours make sure they put comments on there and laugh back at me but you i will at the end of the day i will always consistently have a laugh against the cowboys because they haven't done anything Period. They haven't been to an NFC championship. They haven't even sniffed a Super Bowl. So I will always have the upper hand and laugh because I've watched my team go to Super Bowl way more than you have as an adult. So enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, hey, that's fine. I I don't. I really don't care either way. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I will say I I didn't want to kick you when you were down, and I know you would have just laughed, but my sister texted me the second that game was winding down. Uh-huh. I was like, "Tell Brandon I said hi." <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I was like, "You could why don't you just text?" Me? <laughs> yeah, you could you could text me. You can say hi. We could have a nice little conversation about yeah, your, that was, your Cowboys. <laughs> I, and I know I know Rex Ryan said this over the weekend when talking about Bill Belichick. It you know, learn from me, take the year off kind of thing. Like I'm, I think every coach said, I, I was equally upset that we hired Adam Gase when we did as the jets because he just got fired from Miami. Yeah. Like yeah, a week earlier, like there, let it, let it sit, go learn something, go take some time off, refresh, go, go to yep. learn some new concepts, do some new things. Like, we can come back. So like I I'm I don't care. I'm not up in arms that Bill Belichick is not in have a job. If he will find the job that he wants. And I'm sure there's Yeah, he will. I'm sure there's twenty there's twenty owners right now that would hire Bill Belichick next season and get rid of their coach. Okay. Like we'll, we'll see what happens because it's 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 bound to happen. I, I will I'll say this before we get out of here. I love the Vic Fangio hire because of where he's from. He's a diehard Eagles fan. He's he, this is this is the team that he loves. He's a diehard Phillies fan. Um, so it makes all the sense. He was supposed to be the coordinator last year. Uh, Jonathan Gannon can still kick rocks because that was one of the reasons why it didn't happen. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you right now the the name that wasn't even talked about because he hasn't coached that I was praying the Eagles even entertained for a moment was a person you just mentioned, Rex Ryan. Bring Rex home to Philly, where his father is an absolute legend, and that he is also a defensive guru in his own right. And I'm telling you right now, if Vic doesn't work, hire Rex. Please just hire Rex. 
because all of his defenses, no matter what, all of his defenses have absolutely been phenomenal. So that was always my thing when he was our head coach. I wish we had a competent offensive Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. because he was and solid does this way too much too, where he's like so focused on the defense and I get it. Like that's, that's what, you know, that's what you're like, you know, all of that. And you trust in your coordinators to do their jobs and stuff. But, you know, I, I wish we had better offensive coordinators over my over the last couple decades in New York. But yeah, I wish Rex would I don't know how much of it is he doesn't want to go backwards. But I think if I don't think you know, I don't think he's against I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I, he's against that. I mean ESPN's paying him pretty handsomely oh yeah, at this point. But I, I, I think it's he he would love an opportunity. And I'm telling you right now he's a legacy guy, right? Like he's he was rooting for the Lions. He was rooting for the Lions because his son is on the staff. Right. He's rooting for the Lions there. Right. Obviously, you know, he was rooting for the the Ravens, too, because of his history. He's a he's a legacy guy. Right. And the fact that his father is a staple in Eagles history, you're telling me that if the Eagles got on the phone and were like, hey, Rex. We want to bring you home. What do we got to do? We just solely want you to worry about defense and that's it, because. I, again, there's a lot of ego that goes into it, it. But if I'm a guy that's like a head coach or I'm a guy that's really good at defense, like, listen, Rex, you clearly see that we need defense. We know you're the guy to do it. We're going to pay right. you this money. <clears throat> We're going to worry about the other side. You don't have to worry about nothing else. We know, obviously, you want head coach money and, and stuff like that. But we want you to be defense, and we're going to pay you handsomely, right? Just do it. Open up open up the checkbook. Right. And that's what I would do as an owner. Be like, listen, I need this and I need this. I need somebody really, really good at this and really, really good at that. And we'll co co coach the team or whatever. But that's just me. Whatever. Anyway, Sam closes out, man. Yeah, man. Episode 121 Chasing Points podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Smash the like button, <laughs> subscribe button on the YouTubes. I hate when YouTube people say that. I like or podcast or whatever. I hate it. I hate it's, it. It's I think thing, it's so man. stupid. That's what they say. Maybe I'll get comfortable saying it. You will but do it. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Uh, last uh, surprise. Do you care? Pro Bowl is this week. Do you care? Yeah, I, I love don't. this question. No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, Till next week. Peace. Bye.